it's Olay and Jensen and join us as we talk about life, our struggles, and many more things. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of OJ in the morning. (laughs) This is our pilot episode and Mm -hmm. we are going to talk today about um, a little bit about our backgrounds, a little bit about where we're from. Um, who we are, mm-hmm. our identity. I'm so excited. And um, <laughs> man, we're just, you know, we're really grateful to be doing this. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be doing this with you. We I have, know. Like, this our, is huge. <laughs> our life is literally a podcast. It is. You know, and so to be honest. Um, we hope that whoever's listening, um, we're ultimately trying to point you to God. And we're, we're trying to grow throughout many different types of conversations. So um, thank you guys for listening. And so um, to start off our episode, tell me how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're on spring break right now, the both of us, so it feels amazing. We just got done with Easter, yep. um, so that felt ugh, just amazing uh, as it is. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hanging on because, man, Why? Easter was really, really tough. It was. And so after that, you know, I just had to take a big break, and so um, I took like a really big nap. And <laughs> right after, <laughs> yeah, and so um, it was good. You know, I've been good. I'm trying. To, I've been trying to rest as most as I can That's right good. now, and so um, yeah, I'm really great. We've got to be doing this today. So um, let's go ahead and get started. Um, my first question um, okay. is: Tell me your age. Oh my gosh. Um, tell me where were you born, mm-hmm. and also tell me where you grew up. If that's different, you know, from what okay. Um, so I am twenty-two years old. I'm about to be twenty-three in August. Um, I live in Downey right now. Um, sadly, uh, we're gonna talk about that mm-hmm. later on why that's a really sad thing. Um, and I was born in Long Beach, um, and then I moved to San Pedro with my parents. I was an only child during that time um, until I went to Downey. That's when my sister kind of came along. And yeah, so right now I live in Downey. Um, woo, so exciting. Uh, um, I don't like it, but that's a different story for a different time. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty pretty much it. What about you? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the people a little um, bit. So I am 21 years old. You're like one year older than I me. I know. <laughs> uh, but not wiser. Uh, just what the heck? <laughs> oh wow, rude. Just kidding. Um, but you know, I'm just really. Uh, I'm a kid from El Salvador. I uh, mm-hmm. I was you know I'm immigrant from there, and so uh, yeah, I came here uh, in 2005, and um, wow. ever since um, I grew up in Compton uh, for the most part until 2008. That's right. So three years there, and mm-hmm. then um, after that, I moved to this little city called Cudahy. Um, and I've, I still live there. Um, I'm sorry. It, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's a little bit about, um, you know, where I was born and Got it. Uh, it was challenging, but yeah. Mm. So tell me, you know, you mentioned it, um, you know, Downey, you, you said that it's a sadly that you live there. Tell me yeah. a little bit about Downey. Tell me a little bit about growing up in Downey. What was life in Downey uh, like for you? Okay. This is, this is about to get real. Um, so I don't like Downey, and a lot of people are like, why would you hate the place that you live at? Um, I just don't like it. Mm. I hate it. Um, it feels it feels like I'm in high school all over again, where you feel like the outcast, and no one really 
everyone sees you differently. Yeah. And when you go to Downey, majority is Hispanic, like um, the mm-hmm. Latinx community, like that's where it is. Um, and just being like a black girl in there in that city, it feels like there's no one else that looks like you mm-hmm. or is different from that community. And um, that's where I felt so traumatized to be like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like going around the city. I try to avoid it like mm-hmm. as much as possible um, to the point where like if I need something and I need something from Target, I won't go to the one in Downey, even though that's like five minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. I would rather go to Lakewood or mm-hmm. I would rather go to Cerritos that's kind of close to me. And um, yeah, that's just how traumatized I am to be judged so mm-hmm. much. And okay. I think that's what embody my insecurity of having people judge me like I just have a huge fear of that and Mm -hmm. just seeing people stare at you it's just like oh my gosh like this is weird Um, so I don't really like down eat that much I mean the food is popping don't even I'm not gonna lie about that Um, well that's what down is known for yeah yeah really it's it's known for portos yes Um, it's known for the chick-fil-a that's right there it's Mm -hmm. known for um, the in and out Yep. You know, um, and there's just many other there's spots. There's so many places, yeah. Um, bomb food. But, um, man, I, I want to, I want to, you know, that's a very, like, deep statement. Like, you mm-hmm. need to make that, hey, growing up there was tough and it was, um, it was a challenge for you. Yeah. Now, tell us why. Like, give us, um, uh, how do I say it? An experience, mm-hmm. right? From living in Downey that has shape this feeling of you like man yeah. i hate living in downey because um i feel you like mm-hmm. you know like downey is downey when i when i was growing up um in cutahay downey was known for like man that's the bad and bougie city you know yeah. and you know there's a lot of white people and you know but then now it's like a lot of hispanics yes. and, you know and it's like yeah. it's totally different mm-hmm. and i would assume like man going to school and you're definitely like you know, one of the few people there, and it was just, man, challenging, kind of like, you know, you had to learn different cultures, different, so tell us a little bit about that experience, you know, that has shaped this viewpoint and this, you know, emotion that Mm -hmm. you have right now. Um, so just being, um, as I said, like before, um, just being different and Downey has really shaped me, um. And just being in Downey High School was very different um, because, like I, like you said, like majority was just Hispanic, and um, and then there was a little bit of some Asians, there was a little bit of some Black people, Pacific Islander, mm. Pacific Islander was like a huge thing. Um, but it's funny because a lot of people segregated themselves. It felt like Mean Girls, like where she's like going into the cafeteria and everyone has different sections. Um, cause high school just seems like a typical high school story on yeah. like a movie or a chick flick, but it's very different where you just feel like the outcast, not because of your personality, it's more upon your race. Mm-hmm. And that's like a huge thing cause I'm just like, what the heck? And so now I have to change who I am to fit the standard of what people want me to be. And so if I do that, people are going to think like, oh, you're a little too white. Um, Mm. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know if anyone ever had that experience where someone told you like, oh, you're acting too white. And it's just like, how am I acting white? Like, how can I act like 
you know, yeah, a, yeah, a group, yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like, it's called code switching. I mean, we're not going to talk about it right now, but yeah, that's what I had mm. to do. I had to code switch to fit the norm of what people are going through. Um, yeah. And that's what I did a lot um, going in Downey High School, um, just being around people and being in Downey. Um, mm. Man, it's hard. It's just this huge culture shock where it feels like you can't escape it anymore. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's the same way for you, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. living in Compton, I mean, majority, I'm not going to just pick <laughs> or, like, just assume. But yeah. um, when I go there, um, I always pass, and it's always just Hispanic, but it's mainly black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me, like, that transition of being from, like, <laughs> a huge different country than coming yeah. here. So. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, we go to Compton now and we see a lot of diversity. Back in yeah, 2005. Nah, nah, man, it was different. <laughs> it was different. And so I was born in El Salvador and um, I have little fragments of memory from there. I don't really have a lot of things that I hold on to. But um, I came here and um, I grew up uh, in in city of South Central. Uh, it's in, right there in Firestone, Zamora. Mm-hmm. And I went to this school called Russell Elementary School. And, oh. um, yeah, <laughs> when I went there, though, I didn't know the, the language of English, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also didn't have any friends. I didn't have, um, you know, I didn't know the cultural norms. And, you know, like, food is different, yeah, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I was bullied a lot. I struggled with a lot of bullying. And um, there's, you know, there's a lot of different things. And um, it was just tough, you know, growing up in the neighborhood. Like, there were, like, gunshots at least once every week. Um, you know, it's like that, you know? <laughs> um, I, I remember people getting down in, in the street where I lived in. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff always happening. And mm-hmm. um, it was just definitely challenging. And um, yeah, there, there were a lot of difficult and challenging moments as far as like, man, not understanding people. Um, yeah. Also, people like, you know, like, you know, bullying you because you don't know, you know, what yeah. they're saying. And uh, you don't know the language. Um, you don't like certain foods that they like. I remember this kid. Um, cause I didn't like hamburgers or hot dogs and I remember, but now you do, I know I do so but, it's crazy. <laughs> but I used to get like, you know, like really punked on because I didn't like that stuff, you know? Um, and it's I was American okay food. with, I was like, you know, with the frijoles and, hey, you know, that's how and it so, you know, that that's the way that, um, I, you know, when I came here, it was definitely challenging. So I can definitely relate to like what you're saying as mm-hmm. far as like, man, like, being the minority in mm-hmm. this place where it's like, dang, it's really challenging yeah. to to find yourself, mm-hmm. to discover a lot of who you are. Um, but ultimately, um, here you are. Now, growing up in high school was probably difficult. You mentioned yes. when you mentioned that uh, you went through a lot of, um, you know, different situations where uh, you talk about code switching and yeah. trying to be, you know, like, man, am I being myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the making of Olay. Oh my gosh. In high school, you're, you know. You're I mean? asking like so <laughs> questions of the making of Olay. Honestly, I feel like when you're in high school, you don't even know who you are. You think you know who you mm-hmm. are, but um, truly I didn't even know who the hell I was, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Um, I was always um, a people pleaser and you know, you're going to always experience that in once in your life, and unless mm. that's just, like, who you just became. Um, and I was definitely a people pleaser where that's where the code switching of, like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever you want me to do and so you could like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that a lot, and I think that really 
shaped this fake persona that I had for myself Mm -hmm. um, and being the loud one, being like the rude one, um, being sometimes shy, this and that. Um, And I think once you get out of high school, it's like, oh, crap, like, who am I now? Um, Because all those things that you put on yourself and people saw you in high school doesn't mean anything once you pass high school. And I feel like a lot of people now who are in high school and just seeing people who are in that place, mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, like you shouldn't worry about that. Like, yeah. who cares? Because once you go to college, no one gives a crap like no. who you are. And none of those people are with exactly. you. Exactly. And honestly, when I'm meeting people in college, I'm like, yo, like this is strange. Like I used to be mm-hmm. not this person to be just real and honest with people and have them like me for me. And that's what I really love about college, and I know I'm switching up to college, but um, I think when you get that experience to finally be free and be yourself and be true to yourself um, by realizing that those things um, you had in high school don't have no meaning towards you anymore. And I think that's how the true Olay came to be was just learning and finding out for myself that those things that I thought I was in high school are or nothing like yeah they don't mean anything so do you, do you still find pieces of um of old Olay? oh yes all the time uh, uh. <laughs> like, um i'm always annoying um i just think i'm just super annoying um i am super loud i'm mm. awkward i am really awkward um i am definitely not a girly girl and i think that was one of the things that i was in high school um, kind of a little bit. Um, I was definitely a tomboyish person. I dress like a tomboy person. Mm. Um, I don't dress like the typical girl that you see. I'm not trying to hate on anyone who dresses <laughs> like this, but like with skinny jeans yeah, and like yeah, yeah. that, just a crop tee or like basic tee and Vans or Converse. Like, you know, I, mm. I grew out of that. And um, yeah, I mean, I still do those things. You know, mm. I still am that awkward person. I'm still a people pleaser. To, to heart like yeah. it's hard to get out of that but you know it'd be like that so some of those things um they just don't go away yeah and i i would say that in my life too like growing up i mean if i'm honest with you ever since i got here especially because i didn't know the language mm-hmm. and so i had to like learn this language and then i had to find friends you know that i was you know i can connect with mm-hmm. and then um if i didn't that's when the people pleasing came in i was like man like i need to like this type of music i need like this type of i need to play that sport and it was just man and it came to the point where it was it wasn't just these things that i liked but it was hey let's go out and party hey let's go out and do this and Mm -hmm. and it became kind of the mindset the way that you spoke the way that you treated women Mm -hmm. um the way that you viewed life in your perspective and mind you like this a lot of this was like while i was in church too Mm -hmm. and so um it it was definitely a hard thing and and i think i still find myself i would say that i'm in a place now where i I wouldn't say that um i'm easily persuaded Mm -hmm. to be someone i'm not but i always find myself uh seeking uh some sort of validation yeah you know some sort of affirmation like hey i um i I can stand out a hey, look man that's mm-hmm. Jensen you know and, and that's the part of my heart that I have to consistently you know um, man give to God like hey yeah, God remind yourself yeah. yeah 
And so, but yeah, no, definitely. I think that uh, people pleasing is one of the biggest, uh, mm-hmm. is one of the biggest threats to becoming the person that you're created to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's just so true because you, you talked about um, you're finding yourself also in high school and then you also said that you're finding yourself through church. So mm-hmm. like, tell me like how that fit because I know during since we're youth leaders mm-hmm. too, we didn't say that um, in the <laughs> beginning, but we have to face you know kids that are struggling being a Christian, yeah. but then also living that norm in high school because there's definitely like a norm in high school, mm-hmm. um, and there's all these expectations that you have in high school. So, like, how did that work with you? Because I know back, like, on your story of, like, you were a troublemaker and all that stuff. So, like, tell me about that. Yeah. So, I um, I wouldn't say that I, I was a, a PK, right? A pastor's kid. Um, but, <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of grew up like a PK. Because um, my dad was an elder a lot of the church. And he was also a deacon. And um, there was not a Sunday, like... You know, COVID, when COVID hit, um, we weren't coming to church on Sunday. And that was such a big experience for me mm-hmm. because my whole life, like Sundays are equals church. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been out like on a Sunday like, oh, I'm not going to go to church today. Oh, I don't feel like it. Like you go on your sick days. You go mm-hmm. when you're about to die. Like I grew up in church like that. And so when I was growing up in church, um, I mean, I, I really loved God and I um, I... I believed in him and I had a lot of moments of doubt as well. When I was in middle school, um, I started believing in a lot of evolution. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I started believing a lot and then I, I I regret, you know, a lot of the things that I said and a lot of things that, and how I acted with my parents too. I used to debate them endless nights. Sounds about you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I was just up and about and I was, you know, really living living the lukewarm life, you know. Mm. Um, shout out to Montelfish, yes. lukewarm life. Yes, <laughs> uh, shout out. <laughs> but um, no, if I'm, in all honesty, the word lukewarm, um, every time I see that, I always see that as a reflection of my testimony. Um, because, man, I was one way in the church and I knew when I, the way that we grew up, and, mm-hmm. and this is, we're going to talk about this one episode. Yes. Um, the way I, I learned how to dress in church, mm-hmm. um, you know, you the way that I grew up, I would grow up Baptist, so you had to wear your your tie, your mm-hmm. suit, you know, you had to shine your shoes, and um, you had to have the certain uh, eloquence to the way that you talk, and mm-hmm. you had to be very, very extra nice, and yeah. um, just the way that you grew up is just very fake. It's a mm-hmm. facade. It's a it's a mask, and I remember growing up like that and um, learning to do and pretend to be someone that I'm not. And then uh, in school, I'm over here flipping Mm -hmm. off my teachers. Um, I'm over here like playing around with, you know, girls' emotions. Um, I'm literally- Heartbreaker. Yeah. And and it it was just like, and these are all things that I don't look towards and like, I'm like, damn, like that was, it used to be me. Like, no, like I'm ashamed. I'm, I still struggle with the guilt of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, in, inside of my heart, I still desire to want to go back and mm-hmm. show people like, hey, um, this is the real me. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the me that God created me to be. Yeah. Um, and the sad part about that is that I won't, you know. Um, there's this thing called, uh, um, from Interstellar, it's called Murphy's Law. 
And um, mm. um, this thing is a concept that basically says whatever's gonna happen, um, you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And there are certain things that I wish that we can go back and change, um, but sadly we won't be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just things that we cannot change about, uh, you know, circumstances or situations in our lives, but. I definitely am proud of the person that God has made me to be today. And so, um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely glad. And so now tell me a little bit about that in your um, life. As far as did you have you struggled with that? Like Uh. (laughs) wanting to go to the past and change certain things or um, this this experience uh, affected me. So I wish that I could just erase that. Mm -hmm. And I probably wouldn't be living with the trauma that I am today. Mm hmm. Um, yes, um, all of that. I think just, just listening to you about, you know, you kind of want to go back sometimes and just show people like, this is me. Like I'm, I'm a different person. I'm new. I wish you could get to see this part of me. Um, and you know, I was thinking about that last night, um, because I looked at a picture of my grandma and my grandpa and they died in such a young, well, not a young age. I, they died when I was in such a young age. And um, just looking at them, I was like bawling my eyes out because mm-hmm. I was like, I wish you could see me now. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish you could see the beauty that God created in me. Yeah. And I wish you could have gotten to see me graduate or all these things. Um, There's just so many things I wish that people could see um, that knew me when I was damaged and broken and insecure most of my life. Um, I mean, I still am. But but just to see this new, refreshing, um, clear water just being poured um, into my life um, by Jesus. And um, sometimes I wish that, but, you know, it's just how it is. Like, things just have to flow the way that it needs to flow. And... I think all of us always wish to just go back and change something, but are you changing it for like yourself or you're changing it for um, to make yourself look like a better person? And so I think that was just something I always thought because I always have that sense of pride where I want to change because I feel like I, I need to do it for myself, mm-hmm. not for the other person. And so... Yeah, I mean, I do really want to go back in time and change. But, you know, you can't do the things that you want to do. You have to just follow Jesus. Um, and everyone, everything has a plan for its own. So, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And and I didn't, I just, as you were talking, I was also like thinking about like, I didn't really answer your question. <laughs> but um, we're both youth leaders here at, at Light and Life Christian Fellowship, Long yes. Beach, if you ever want to visit us. Ayo. Um, we are here. Um, but... Yeah, like, so when I was in high school, I had this experience where I tore my ACL. Oh, yes, I and, remember. And um, I, I had a surgery for that, and throughout that time was, you know, I used to, like, play so much basketball. I wasn't really good at it, mm-hmm. um, but I used to play so much, and I dedicated a lot of my life to it, um, and I gave so much time for it, you know, but in that moment when I tore my ACL, um, it was the moment also where I had time, because that was one month, you know, this. and... Yeah. There were just a lot of different things uh, going on around in my life. And so God really started speaking to me and he's uh, calling me to ministry. And so I, I ended up, you know, um, uh, going to the youth leadership uh, and saying, <laughs> hey, you know, like I want to be involved. And so um, Isai uh, was in the youth leadership 
Wow. And and uh, it was uh, uh, another one of my friends. His name is Alex. And um, they both. James? No, 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 no. This is my old church. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. And, um, and um, yeah, I started, you know, getting involved in, uh, in leadership. And, um, man, it was just really good, like, just learning and uh, trying to serve. Um, at this point, I didn't really know, like, giftings. I didn't mm-hmm. really know anything about, like, oh, I'm good at this or I'm good at that. Um, I just really want to just be along and, um, you know, try to go to camps to see girls and. Um, I, oh my god! <laughs> it was just, it was just, I was just trying to, you know, like just forming it up, you know, man, like, doing your thing. And, and it wasn't until um, God, get God, really yeah. came and started shaping my life. So um, I graduated, and then I went to uh, Long Beach City College. Woo! Yeah, and so I went there because everybody else, all my friends, went to ELAC. And, um, Sounds like a lame school, <laughs> you know. And, and it's such it's a good school, but it, oh, but <laughs> you're like I'm offending them. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, yeah, it was just like man, I need a new start, you know. Um, and I decided to go to Long Beach City College, and I think like only two people from my school went there, and so it was just crazy for me to go there and then be just in the place where I am, and um, that's when God really started speaking to me, like man, like hey, I need. I, I want a relationship with you, and um, I met Pastor Joel there, and uh, he was doing a little Bible study, and I thought, man, this was really hippie. He had like a little music and a little <laughs> and a little carpet outside, and um, yeah, I, I a think, genie. Yeah, I think, I think for I think for one of them, don't tell him, but he might listen to this. But he was barefoot for one of them, and I was like, Ew, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is really like, wild. What are those toes? <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it was just it was a good time, and then I came, I started coming here for the gatherings, which is something really passionate about. Um, wow. Because God changed my life in the gatherings. That's where God called me and met Sean, and I was like, "Man, I didn't know you could be a pastor and be young." And uh, I thought you had to be eighty years old to be a pastor, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't know you could dress like that, you know. And <laughs> he's like tripping out, like yeah, yo, like, dang, like. And then <laughs> in my whole life, I, you know, people have always said like man, like, you're going to be a pastor when you grow up, man. You're going to mm. be a pastor. And I was like, dude, that sucks, bro. Like, it's lame. <laughs> that's lame. Like, what the heck can you do with that? Pastor, like, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I was a film major when I went in. Wait, um, really? Yeah, that was my major. Wow. What is and, it now? Um, it's communication. Um, but, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's because I was a film major and I really loved movies and I like storytelling a lot. So you do like, a great job yeah. as what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> and I I went in as a film major, um, but um, I remember one class I was just sitting in it and I was just like the teacher made us, uh, you know, she formatted our brains mm-hmm. um, to see movies in a technical way. So, um, wow. for example. Um, this character is getting a lot of screen time because this character is going to be killed off. Okay. You know, that type of things. And so when you started watching movies, I mm-hmm. remember seeing the movie Coco. Um, I went to the movies <laughs> <laughs> around that time. <laughs> and I remember seeing it. And I remember seeing, like, uh, I think it was, like, uh, I forgot what, which, what character um, mm-hmm. it was. But basically, I was just like, oh, this per- this thing is going to happen, and then this thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I started, and I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm not passionate about this. I don't like this. And so I was but like, you okay. hate movies all like all about you judged them too hard. <laughs> I, I, I do, but but then I you know I was like okay I love eating I love <laughs> I love traveling mm-hmm. um, I love meeting new people and having conversations. Uh, what job can I get that I can do this? 
and um, God was just like, be a pastor, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, but I, but I definitely didn't want to do like a Bible, um, like major, you know, um, yeah. biblical studies. I wanted to It'd go be like Stephen Furtick. <laughs> 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 I, I just wanted to be like, man, you know, like I really want to be an effective communicator. Got it. Um, and I remember taking a public speaking class, and uh, I fell in love I, with it. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was super nervous, by the way. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the old leaders uh, could tell you in my life, like, man, like. Yeah, Isai, you could tell you too, like, I, preaching wasn't really, like, my thing, and it was a lot of different things, and then I was super nervous, and um, I no, remember my... preach all the time. <laughs> I remember my first sermon. Um, it was, Wait, here? No, no, no. It oh, was, okay. It was over there, like, my first sermon ever. Oh, yeah, um, I remember. <laughs> it was, it, it was um, only, like, I was supposed to go up there for 30 minutes, um, because that's, you know, usually... She went there for two hours. And I, I only... I preach my sermon in 10 minutes <laughs> what is this like youth group <laughs> yeah, youth group. yeah youth group. and i preached and i preached this um for 30 uh this 30 minute message i did it in 10 minutes and i ran out of things and i just like i kept blabbering on and, <laughs> and i was super nervous you but... went to like burgers or you went to like Batman. <laughs> and i just you know um i was like okay and then little by little just god kept calling me and um mm. i am where i am now where i am just pursuing yeah. god's heart and so anyways I said a lot. I went a little wrong <laughs> rant. But now tell me you about uh, your faith, your faith journey, and where you are in that. Okay. Um, so how I got to be connected to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, um, was... I know. <laughs> I think it started... Um, so I went to Light in Life in Downey um, when I forgot what age I was and but I went with my aunt and my cousins um, and it was pretty lame I'm gonna be honest I thought this was the most lamest thing um, because I was like what no one was talking to you like you would think that you go into a church and be like ooh, new people newcomers mm -hmm. people would say hi to you or feel like make you feel welcome nah man I'm not trying to attack but I <laughs> I felt like just like why am I here? And so we kind of like ditched that place. We didn't we didn't feel comfortable. So then my dad brought me to a different church. Was was like an international. It was honestly a cult. Uh, oh when really? I, yeah. Um, but it was like fully just Nigerian people, and it was like a Baptist, like what a Baptist, <laughs> like people were running, screaming, people were falling. Wild enough. I know. <laughs> it went from like 11 a.m. to like three o'clock. Like I kid you not no yeah it went for so long i locked out and my dad would just stare at me like all bad <laughs> and i would just look at him and be like and then i would just knock back out um anyways i was a really bad child um but i only went there for the food because the food was popping um i love food and so then sonye which is my cousin slash my best friend she um was just like you should come to light in life and like in long beach and i was like eh, i don't know man <laughs> um and so we went and it i fell in love it was just a place that i not trying to sponsor this place but it just felt like home mm. um and everyone was welcoming everyone was just giving me hugs i felt weird because i'm like oh i don't like mm. when people touch me <laughs> Um, we the complete had, opposite of yeah, how you grew complete, up. Yeah, complete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, yo, this is crazy. This felt nice. 
Um, and so I experienced God's presence. Um, I got to, to know Jesus, but I didn't truly love him the way mm. that I should have loved him. And so going back to high school, I was definitely a lukewarm person where I would be at church, like, you know, hanging out with like Kimmy, Pastor Sean, Sarah, you know, back in the day, the old school group, um, just, you know, being the holiest I could be. Um, and then once I walk into Downing High School, I'm like, what up, my And then like, screaming. I'm like, I don't like, like, cussing after each, like, word. It was just really bad. And it just didn't feel like I was really respecting God mm. um, until I saw Lucky. I'm Lucky. Sorry, that's my cousin. Um, when I saw my, my when I saw Jada and Sonia um, getting baptized, I there was, like, this kind of jealousy where I was like, dang, I want to be in that place. Like, I want to feel that presence. Um, and so I got baptized right after um, in 2015 because I got baptized in, I think, 2014. I'm not quite sure. Um, so I was at that church um, since 2011. So wow. that's been, yeah, I was here for a long time. And that was a Cherry Campus? No, this no. was here at this oh, church, yeah. This church. Okay. Um, I mean, I did experience when we had Cherry Campus, but I've never really wanted to go over there. Yeah. Um, it just felt like the cool squad over there. Anyways. Throwing shots. <laughs> yeah, throwing shots. I am throwing shots because I wasn't invited. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yeah, I mean, once I got baptized, I was like, ooh, yay, like, Jesus. I was, like, on a spiritual high. Like, everything mm -hmm. felt so nice. Um, but then I still felt the same of being a lukewarm person. Yeah. Um, and so that didn't really change. Nothing really changed. I knew God. I knew his presence. I knew his love. But yet I didn't really truly act that out. Mm. And until I went to Yosemite. Um, and Yosemite is just so beautiful. Yeah. It's, oh, it's life changing. I mean, it's the most widest thing you can <laughs> ever experience. But it is life changing. Um, the food is popping. Like, there's seasoning. Um, not trying to add anyone, but it was just so good. And I felt like God was just telling me, like, it's going to be okay. Like, once you yeah. leave these mountains, like, I'm still going to be there with you. Mm. And the depths of, like, you experiencing um, your dad leaving constantly um, or having to deal with depression or anxiety, the death of my grandpa and my grandma during that time, um, I finally got to experience God's presence, and that's when I gave my life to Christ um, during Yosemite, and wow. it 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 changed. It really changed. And after um, graduating, I felt like a new person. I was able to just start fresh, and it was just a beautiful, clean slate where it was just me and God and my friends and the church. Um, and then I got to know you guys. I got mm -hmm. to know you. Got to know Isai, Joe. Um, Kimmy a little bit more. We became best friends. I hated her in the beginning. Now yeah. I love her to death. Um, and I mean, there's so many people I got to meet because of me saying yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just a beautiful story on its own. And I mean, there's just going to be a time where we're going to talk about our testimony, but yeah. this is not the time. Um, but yeah, that was my life changing experience. And now I'm on staff. I'm mm. still a youth leader. Um, I still help kids. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> I feel great. So, yeah. And, you know, it's crazy when you think about that because 
um, Yosemite is one of those places, like you said. I remember it's the first time, and you know, you get off the bus, and there's all these wavy, wavy <laughs> people, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the? Hell I know, is going it's like you want to like hit them, <laughs> like, and it's just you know, it's it's such a, an amazing experience, mm-hmm. um, and to know that uh, God continues to do that every time we go, you know, and um, mm-hmm. never, nevertheless, um, to start to um, final questions. Um, I, I was I was thinking about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked <laughs> we talked a little bit about everything. Um, yes, and we talked a lo- about a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's and there's like, if I'm honest with you, like there's still like, even though we said these statements, there's so much beneath them. You know, yeah. there's a lot, a of, lot of trauma. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and there will be plenty of time where we'll like you know we'll go into. Um, the, our high school experiences as far as uh, bullying or as oh, far as, you yeah. know, like, or as far as just um, growing up in church and church hurt, you yeah, know. Yeah, racism. Um, racism, uh, you know, um, just growing and, you know, but my one of my uh, biggest things that I want to kind of wrap up with mm-hmm. is, you know, oh, what, before we continue, uh, are you the only child? No, you're no, not. I'm not. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have another. I have a sister, okay. and I have two half brothers. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So, l- tell me a little bit about. And you're the older sister, basically. Yes. Okay. So, uh, tell me quick about that. Okay. Uh. <laughs> tell me, tell me the pressure of being a leader. Oh. Okay. You know? Yo. Okay. <laughs> um. Honestly, just that word, leader. Like, <laughs> It's hard for myself to be confident and call myself a leader mm. um, because just being on staff has really shaped me in a way, but also brought up a lot of insecurities on its own. And sometimes I just don't see myself as a leader. Um, I yeah. make so many mistakes. I mean, it's okay. Like, yeah. um, leaders are not supposed to be perfect. Um, but I just don't feel like I'm worthy enough to be a leader. Um, and when people say, like, wow, you are leading. Like, you lead this. And I'm like, nah, no, I don't. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, shut yeah. up. Um, but, like, it's it, it's true. Like, yeah. I just have that insecurity like you talked about. There, there's so many things underneath of the reason why we think the way we are and why we act the way we act. Um, and so that's one of those things is being a leader, um, being a leader to my sister, being a leader to my friends. Um, I remember my mom said this um, when I was in my my trio, um, which was mm. Jada, Sonia, and myself, and I was the oldest. And one of the things my mom said was like, you're the oldest, you need to be like the bigger person. And that was just a lot of pressure because it's just like, you know, just because you're the oldest doesn't mean you have everything under control. Like you have your crap together Mm because you don't, no one has a crap together. Um, And I don't even have my crap crap together. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, But I just wanted to pull a joke um, and act a little bit serious um but yeah it's really hard to say that i'm a leader it's it's difficult Hmm. um but do you see yourself as a leader because like um no like it's difficult because i would definitely say like i would agree with you with the statement of Mm -hmm. um being on staff has like man like you know molded me and shaped me a lot more but um every time i hear the word leadership i always think of the word uh 
you know, serving, you know, and I always think about mm. also like um, the statement uh, of um, are you in this position or are you in this place mm-hmm. to faithfully ask all these people in your life mm-hmm. to follow you as you follow Christ? Mm-hmm. And when you think about how well am I following Christ? How well is my relationship with God? Yeah. How well is my, my devotion to him? If you would break that into one to ten in your mind, you know, right now, what level would it be at? What number would it be at? And I think to myself, I'm like, dude, can I ask someone to follow me as I'm following God with that number in my mind? I'm like, man, I need to be in such a... But, you know, a lot of that, you know, has been just trying to be more in a relationship with God and trying to grow more yeah, in that. And so, you know, I definitely have seen myself more as a leader. Mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of what you said, so... Um, your answer kind of encompasses a lot of that, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, man, that was good. The pressures of being a leader. Now, the final question to wrap up, <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Of 2021 or just yeah, in life? As, as a person, as a leader, whatever it is, but what are um, you looking forward to? Oh my you gosh. Know? Okay. So I have to, this is the last like question I have to really think. Okay. Um, I would probably say um, what I'm looking forward to is, I think, to learn to really truly love myself for mm. my like for myself. Um, I think, or just to have that self care. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because I had my life group um, yesterday, and Stephanie, um, Stephanie Alvarado, which is our leader. Um, our small group leader and she said that you know we could really take care of our self-care but not our soul care and when I heard that I was like yo (laughs) I was like tripping because I feel like I've been so focused on my self-care that I haven't been so focused on my soul care with Jesus Christ and I think that's one of the things that I would just encourage myself and just Mm -hmm. also encourage the people who are listening um, is that I think that's just what I'm looking for is just to grow in my relationship with God. Um, I want to have that feeling like when I got baptized again. Um, That feeling of when you first say yes to God, when you're finally committing. Like I want to feel that joy again. And I mean that joy never leaves because we just tend to just stray away from it. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's one of the things I am ready to experience um, again and to feel um, because I've been super just putting up this wall and not wanting God to just really take over my life and I think I've been really taking control of my life than him taking control of my life so I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to um, in this year mm-hmm. um, mainly I don't know in life life yeah. that's that's a lot I don't even know when I'm gonna die so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> I'm not trying to be like oh super dark gosh. but I hope I don't die oh my god I'm so scared <laughs> okay what yeah. about you I, I want to talk about that one episode by the way like um the fear of death, you know, like there's a uncertainty of it. It's or, scary. You know, like, like, dang, like we don't know when. You yeah. know, like <laughs> it could be like right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it could literally be right now. But you know, what's the craziest part is that God knows, like, like think about God, like That's He knows scary, your whole life, though. and He's like, oh yeah, this day, this like horn is gonna sting your eye, and then I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like just 
stab you. You know, like, like he just knows it, and there's nothing, you know, like it's just being human, you know. But it's yeah. still scary. But I love your Terrifying. answer because it's something that's um, that you can work on uh-huh. regardless of COVID, because we're mm-hmm. still in this COVID season, yes. you know. Um, and as challenging as it is, you can definitely find ways to grow in love for yourself, and more importantly, like you said your relationship with God and that soul care part. Um, and I would definitely, uh, I would definitely agree. I would say that, um, I, I know this sounds cheesy and corny. Um, but I definitely, um, I want to create more things and more Uh art for God. Um, Mm. I just really do. Um, and I want to express it. Um, this is not, I'm not trying to plug anything here. I'm not trying to to say something. I've been working on like, you know, I, I don't know any music. I suck at instruments, but I've been working on songs. Okay, just song lyrics. And I was just like, man. Can you give us like a little bit of a snippet? None. Okay. But, but yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I was actually, um, I was actually, uh, I wrote down this melody, like if from the perspective of God. And it was, um, it was, um, I am eternal. But I've been waiting for you my whole life. Or it was like, or I've been pursuing you my whole life. So I'm eternal, but I've been pursuing you my whole life. And I was just like, you know, I kept hearing that. You're (laughs) talented. No, no, no. No, But it's crazy because God is eternal, but he's pursuing us. He spends everything just pursuing us. He spends his whole quote-unquote life pursuing us mm-hmm. you know and i was just like you know it, i'm not using it i'm that's not gonna be a song i'm just i'm just saying i'm just writing and i've been vibing and, tell fish uh, you know, down. <laughs> but um i i've been doing that i've been just um man trying to how can i uh, worship god through fashion how can i worship god through um easy you know no. how can i worship <laughs> god through just anything and mm-hmm. everything in my life and create um and yeah i'm just really really grateful for for all of that and i just want to be able to express now from this place of being in devotion to god now be able to um you know pour that out and it's so good it's um, really good yeah so that was pretty good <laughs> conversation yeah. so, wow I'm, I'm grateful for you thank you for so much for thank sharing you being vulnerable and i feel this is just our pilot episode guys so um there's still a lot more. Um, we are the it, same person, just to let you guys know that. It's, like, you can come up and it's talk It's pretty to crazy we're the same person. Yeah. So. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a beautiful um, moment right here to be able to just share our lives. And oh gosh, um, yes. guys, we're going to be uh, finishing off this episode right now. But <laughs> feel free to, um, you know, continue to support and just continue to Follow hear us. Um, this this one was a lot about us and you know it was just a lot about getting to know us but um we're gonna go ahead and start um this new series called human being yeah uh, sorry i like had a brain fart (laughs) but um yeah human beings and we're gonna talk about uh toxic relationships we're gonna be talking about um identity we're gonna be talking about um you know trying to be a clone of someone else and there's just yeah, so many different there's things so many things so um we might be on that series for a long time but um feel free to uh, tune in and share and so any last comments um i hope you guys have a wonderful day 
um, or night. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but I hope you guys are doing well, doing great. Remember to have self-care, but also to have soul care and to take time. Say no when you need to say no and say yes when you need to say yes. That's pretty much it right now. Drop it. This Drop the mic right here. <laughs> OJ. In the morning.